Hey there, guys and gals. This is Patrick from the Number 9 with Tommy podcast. You know how much we love talking about the silliest stuff we can, but there's something else worth talking about. Suicide doesn't end the chances of life getting worse. It eliminates the possibility of it ever getting any better. So please, never, never, never give up. If you're thinking about ending your life, call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. It's so common in our society to hate our neighbors without any reason. Trust me when I tell you, there's lots of people who love you with and without reason. If you're looking for a reason not to kill yourself, this is it. Again, that number, 1-800-273-8255. I say, good day. Good day, ma'ams and sirs, and welcome to a Freebird Rules episode of the Number 9 with Mason podcast? You heard that right. Tommy's off in Aruba this week, so I invited an even bigger geek. He's the guy we've come to know as Number 3. This show is coming to you from Mason and me. I've replaced one fat guy with another, and we've got plenty of bullshit to cover. Tom McDonald released a new song Friday, but we're not going to go over each lyric. But you should jump onto YouTube and search Don't Look Down if you'd like to hear it. We've got too much on tap to take the time for yet another listen, because Bill Cosby's victims were failed by the American justice system. Today, the most important decision in the... I'm sorry, the most important question in the history of the world is answered so eloquently. And we'll discuss flags this 4th of July quite delicately. Okay, maybe not delicately, but like I said... Today, we've got the Bearded Gamer, here to do the number niners a favor. Mason fucking Ford is our technological bearded savior. What's been up, man? How are you? Not bad, man. Hey, uh, one take? Do you want to do that over, or... No. Uh, you feel good about that one, it, bud? It wasn't great, but, uh, in the words of the wise Jim Carrey, I've had better. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so happy that you guys decided to go live every week. Uh, because the whole one-take bullshit could have ended this entire time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I always do it in one take. They have gotten so much more complex over the years. Like, I'm rhyming multiple syllables at this point. Yeah, I've got much more compounded punchlines. It'd be like, you should make it easier by, like, holding a tablet in front of your face with the words on it. So that you can... This here bad boy is an iPad, and you know what? The screen is a little bit blurry. So, all the way from Aruba... I assume he's in Aruba right now. Tommy's nope. in the chat room. Tom is in Florida. Oh, all the way from... Oof. Gah. Why? What? Where do you... Oh, hey. Number nine, freedom for Cosby. And can we really call him the bearded gamer? He doesn't game anymore. Patrick. Man. Let's, you want to talk about this? Oh, he's Carissa's not here, on, too. He's What's not up, here Carissa? to talk shit about me, so I can actually talk about this. Oh, no, Mason with an open forum to defend himself. This I is have, dangerous for Tommy. I have decided in the summer months that I took a little bit of a vacation from, from streaming. It became a lot. We were doing it three days a week, podcast two days a week. That's five days. How come when Tom chats, it just is effect- effectively the number nine with Tommy podcast. It's because he's logged into the same account that we're streaming from, so it's coming up as bold yellow so that it looks like we are actually typing for That's Tom. That's fucked That's up. Great. It says, um, hi, Carissa. We have missed you on our show live streams. All of a sudden, Mason is on the show, and you show up. <laughs> because I'm talking shit nonstop. No, I just took a little bit of time off from streaming. You know, we're in a full-time job, trying to enjoy the summer with your family. And streaming on top of it. Not I to mention, say, my streaming room is in the attic. It's hot as fuck up there. Uh, I'm going to 
be on both sides of the fence on this one. Shock there. Uh, I can understand you wanting to do less in the summer. However, you saying I'm a full-time game streamer for two months and then taking the four <laughs> next months off, it seems a little suspect. Uh, Patrick hasn't found a fence he doesn't like to sit on top of. Uh, Tommy <laughs> says I do it five days and work full-time. I know. How's that going for you? Carissa said the podcast looks better now. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, he cast now. That's fantastic. Shots have been fired. Man, are you excited about Tom's first summer as a bald man going to Aruba? Ooh, yeah. Tom, did you bring enough suntan lotion or sunscreen? Like, I mean, yeah. I would have brought the baby stuff, you know, like the SPF 190,000. Because <laughs> your dome is going to be burned to a crisp. I mean, last summer he didn't have much hair. The baby hair was still a little bit protective. It provided enough of a canopy to call it shade. I don't know if people could see how you're sitting right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a, there's a table in front of us, and I am using said table for my feet. It's quite comfortable. Uh, Crisscrossy applesaucy. So we got a lot to go over. You want to start over? We'll start with just straight up into like mail time? Yeah, we're going to mail time. So you're going to drop. Yep, come on. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail There we go So the show is now back uh, For the live uh, audience Tom has gotten on his plane He's on his way to Aruba Leaving Florida If anybody's wondering which plane to uh, You know, follow So my watch is vibrating telling me that I'm getting an incoming call from Tom Washington. From Tom Washington. Should I answer it? Yeah, answer it. All right. We were getting into mail time, but speakerphone. let's speakerphone this. Hey, buddy. I thought you were getting on the plane. Hey. Can you hear me? I, yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody can. can. Fantastic. Uh, what you want to do is on the OBS screen there, on YouTube, the streaming screen, you want to pop out the chat there, and on OBS, where it says chat for the web browser, for the properties, copy and paste the link. Why don't you just switch the screens? Oh, thank you, Tom. Uh, uh, I'll talk to you later. I feel like my way is way easier. No, this is so much easier because I have the whole thing set up for the the videos that we have and the pictures that we have later. So. There you go. Max that, that shit out. So Mason is... Uh, I can't max it out, out. No, but you can stretch it. Mason's trying to figure out how to make the chat bigger because he's blind, like super-duper blind, which is why we make the jokes about him taking his glasses off and looking Asian. Now, where else have we heard that joke before? Megan <laughs> Rapino, we'll talk about you in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. All right, so we have an email, guys. By we, I mean... Patrick and Thomas. Uh, yeah, so this email comes in from Rocket. Rocket. Good to hear from you, buddy. It says, Patrick and Thomas, I'm a little hurt. I made a surprise visit at your Central Connecticut store and ran into Tom. I'm assuming you never told Pat that you saw me. Pause the email. Rocket, that is correct. I did not get this information. Anyways, back to the email. I think you would have liked to know I was alive and doing well. Rocket, I know you're alive and doing well because I like all of your statuses on Facebook, but that's okay. 
I thought I'd get a little shout-out or something. You have disappointed me, Thomas. Anyway, I'm doing great. I listen to the podcast when I drive, which is a lot of the day. I'd like to be a guest one day, if that's okay. My day's off for Tuesday and Wednesday. I'd like to have a friendly conversation slash argument with Tom about some things. But you guys are cool and keep doing your thing. Peace. P.S. Pat, congratulations on your brother retiring alive. Thank you for your service, brother. P.S.S. Tom, I hope your brother is being safe. P.S.S.S. Tom, you suck. Pat, I miss you, and you can take that whoever you want. Winky face. Rock it out, bitches. Uh, yeah, Rocket Man. Good to hear from you. Uh, I do appreciate your Facebook post. You're always out there posting. Uh, very passionate about your job. You always were passionate about your job. So I like that. Um, we do the shows Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings. I know that you see them Monday mornings and Thursday mornings, but sounds like Wednesday is the good day. Wednesday uh, in the evening, we can do it at uh, Tommy's house. I'm sure Tommy would love to welcome you into his home and treat you like a guest. And uh, we'll have a good time doing the show there. Uh, and I have volunteered for Tommy. Um, next email. Next email. That was the only email. Nope. We got one from Erica. Oh, we're doing that now. Yeah. Fantastic. I just want to point out something here. What's that? Uh, to Rocket. I don't know your Rocket, but it's PPS, buddy. The, no. The, the P and PS is post. It's post script and then post, post script and then post, post, post script. It wouldn't be ass. It'd be post script, post script, script, post script, 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 script. It's uh, PPS. I really like the way Rocket did it. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But It's, it's almost like he's telling us a secret because he's like, psst. <laughs> yeah no that's great um yeah. i but i have a reputation of being the guy that comes in with these stupid facts i'm, that, I'm with you I'm <laughs> i can't just let pssss slide all right okay uh moving on to the next email we're gonna slide this over here real quick okay. and uh so that button right here oh. for you folks oh, i believe you'll be able to hear this so TikTok. you are going to be able to hear the TikTok. You will not be able to hear the Mason and Patrick. So um, let, let me just cue it a little bit. What's happening is we're at a, kind of like a town hall meeting, but I think it's actually a more of a congressional meeting. And somebody has the floor to discuss um, transgender sports, uh, specifically male to female athletes. And somebody else who will be named... Uh, in the TikTok is basically if you can picture a chimpanzee at the zoo slamming its hands down. You know what? Scratch that. Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country for Super Nintendo. You hit down and then you hit the button and he slams his hands down on the top of the tree and bananas pop out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's what's going on here. So this woman's trying to cast her point or opinion uh, in a very, very professional setting with fucking politicians. And this guy is like, I'm five years old. Please listen to me. Mom, mama, mommy, mom, ma, 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 ma mommy, mom. So here it is. In, in, enjoy this. Enjoy it. Scrolling, watch this whole video to the very end. Watch Representative Michael Skindle attempt to intimidate and silence Representative Jenna Powell as she tries to defend women's sports. The representative may proceed. The Safe Women's Sports Act is the fairness issue for women to be able to achieve their dreams and athletics in our state. 
and is crucial to preserving women's rights and the integrity of women's and girls sports. Across our country, female athletes are currently losing scholarships, opportunities, medals, education, and training opportunities. This amendment will require schools that are part of the OHSAA to designate separate teams for participants of the biological sex. No school inter no school interscholastic conference. You heard that. Him frantically trying to shut her up. These are your elected officials. This is your tax dollars. That man is completely deranged. He's unhinged. Here's a short clip from the other angle. The trans community is erasing all the progress that women have made. Where are the feminists? Women, you no longer have your own washrooms. You no longer have your own sport. Trans woman was crowned Miss Nevada. So now she will compete to win Miss USA. Now they're better at being women. We're birthing people now in chest feeders and cervix havers and the trans women now are going to just take over. Have you looked at the bigger picture? Look at everything as a whole. They're feminizing men. They're eliminating women, attack on the children. There is a country that is strengthening their army as they infiltrate and divide America. Besides scrolling social media and expressing your frustration, what are you doing? Stop scrolling, watch the- Okay, so. That's fucking, that's, I don't so, have words for that. Yeah, this, uh, I know that most of you can't see this guy, but he's, what, late 40s, early 50s? <laughs> yeah. He's slamming both hands down. This is, everybody knows this room. It's like a half circle of desks with microphones so that everybody can share the floor and they can all take turns speaking. Um, this woman is standing up trying to speak her piece. She's clearly in like an allotted time slot, right? Where oh, she, yeah. she only has a, a finite period of time to speak what she's got to speak. And the judge isn't stopping this guy. Whoever's overseeing this, I don't know if it's actually a judge, but he's basically just leaning forward and cupping his ear trying to hear her because the outrageous monkey man is making it so difficult for anybody to hear anything. Yeah, it was... Um... <clears throat> Carissa says that Willow doesn't even throw tantrums like that. God, she's one. <laughs> uh, Pat, Tom would be losing it currently <laughs> if he was here. Um, Tom and Erica somehow are still on the chat. Well, you Eric have the Wi-Fi on the plane. Yeah. So Erica said, hi, guys. Loyal listener here from the plane to Aruba. And Tom said, it's a good thing I'm not on this show today. I would be losing it. I would like to get Tom's opinion on this, um, but I am going to get us out of mail time before we talk about it, I think. All right, we're done with mail time. Let's get out of mail time. It's me, Versace. Whoops, somebody shot me. And I was just checking the mail. Get it? Checking the mail. So, yeah, Tom, if you can, I mean, I did fix the chat, actually. I just now switched the screens. The big screen now has the chat, and I can see clearly um, that they haven't taken off yet. I want to know what Tom's actual opinion on which side he'd be on. Yeah, Tom. Are you... I can see Tom slamming the desk, arguing in this guy's defense. Tom, I know unequivocally, without any shadow of a doubt, that you two are quick to slam your hands down on a desk. Uh, so are you saying that you would be going crazy about, A, Mason's technical work, B, the man slamming his hands on the desk, or see oh, the chat on YouTube. The woman making it. her point. 
Why can't they see the chat on YouTube? Oh, who knows? Shit. I yeah, bet you it was part can of Can you the... put that into the thing? <laughs> see where there's the, it says stream chat? Can you put that in there? To make it work? I bet you that was part of what Tom said on the phone. And we were just oh, so I'm focused. Sure it was. I'm just, we were so focused about... On the upside, we read everything you guys say anyways. You said something about parameters or polyamory. I don't... You know what? I... I don't know what he said. Uh, no, no, no. Hmm. Mm hmm. Well, live chat. We will continue to be. Tom, if you could, if you could text me. Uh, actually, I'm going to stop. There, there we go. go. So. We had a few uh, technical snafus. Mason has permanently deleted the live chat, but we can still see the live chat yeah, I can still see on it. the live chat if we're on YouTube. We can't see it here in the podcast room. So if I look like I'm looking down, it's because um, I'm looking down at the chat. So, <laughs> so there's that. Uh Going back a while, we were looking at, and if the while to us, to, the podcast is not a while. Uh, we were talking about the guy slamming his hands down. We got Tom's uh, yeah. input, but I feel like we might not have been recording at the time. He is on the side of the woman. He feels like he would want to defend her being interrupted by uh, Donkey Kong. Mm, Carissa said, Carissa welcome, back. welcome back. We were Thanks, there for Carissa. her the whole time. Um, so, yeah, let's move on. We got a couple memes that we're going to talk about. Memes, memes, memes. We have some memes we're going to talk about. If you could do the flag flying one first, that'd be great. I don't know if you can do that. I sure can. Excellent. Because I am a G. Ready? Yes. So I'm all about the comments in a meme. So this is a, it's a abc7.com story that says pride flag raised at California's capital for the first time in history. And then somebody comments, we should probably also raise the African-American flag or the woman flag or every other flag and every other minority group that has experienced oppression. And then he says, man, if we only had one flag that stood for freedom, liberty, and justice for all. One at the top there, Patrick. And I couldn't love that comment anymore. <laughs> Happy July 4th, everybody. <laughs> Patrick, do you have a flag? I do. I have a flag it hangs over pride, in that right? corner. It, it hangs with pride in front of your house? It to, is. To show your support for this beautiful country that we're in? proudly displayed in my basement. Uh, <laughs> mostly because apparently there's a flag holder that I need and I've never gotten it. In my defense, I've only been here for 15 months. I mean, I haven't had time. You know, Patrick, I have an extra flag holder at my house. Well, so Wednesday, we're doing a podcast that's again. That's doing us a lot of good over here. I believe we're doing a podcast on Wednesday here? Uh, yeah, we will. So I will bring it then okay with me and then we'll have no more excuses and then we got michael saying no matter how good a surgery looks anatomically a male to female transgender will always have a physical advantage in sports which is a major infringement on women's progression our daughters deserve better ah big I, words from michael and I, I like them i i tend to agree with michael i feel like there should be trans women in sports sure um but maybe not the same level as our Yeah, we we've had this conversation born so female competitors. If you're born male, should you compete male or perhaps if you're transgender, should be there should there be a transgender league? And I mean, I assume it wouldn't be very popular. 
Um, that's not to say that we shouldn't give them the opportunity. Well, so we have an Olympic gold medalist. I don't know if you're familiar with sure an Olympic am. gold medalist that actually is a male to female trans woman. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner, I believe is, this, is her yep. name. Yep. Uh, has gone publicly stating that male to female trans women should not be competing at the same level as born women. He believes, she believes it gives them, I feel like Tommy right now. I'm so sorry. She believes it gives them an unfair advantage. Uh, and I couldn't agree more. I don't think it's a belief. I think it's a biological fact. Yeah, it's it sure is. It sure is a fact. This is why when Johnny Depp says that Amber Heard beat him, people think it's a joke because it's so unheard of because women are so physically less strong. Let me try to word that better. Um, but we, then we get into the details and she actually cut his fingertip off and shit in his bed. And we understand a little bit better. Yeah, but yes, crazy lady. He's not saying you know Amber Heard jumped on top of me and beat the shit out of me. What? Were Were you excited at that? I, idea? I didn't. I didn't get unexcited. But she is crazy. Yeah. There is a hot crazy scale. That's and true. She is dipping into crazy. Yeah, times. she's peeking all corners. Yeah. Um. All right. Next meme, and uh, I promised at the beginning of this show in the intro we would cover the most important question ever asked, and it would be eloquently answered. And here it is. This is the most important question I've ever seen in my life. Guys, what are the sensation differences between putting your penis in a mouth, vagina, and ass? And which do you prefer? Mason, can you hit us with that answer? Sure, which the answer is, goes. Whoever wrote this answer, which was irrelevantitis. Oh, that's great. Irrelevantitis. Uh, this is the most brilliant answer I've ever seen. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. The mouth is a sports car capable of amazing things when controlled by a talented driver. The vagina is a high-end sedan, a luxury interior with all the amenities and features, built for comfort, a smooth ride all the way, 10 out of 10, would drive it every day. <laughs> the ass is a 1997 base-level Jeep Wrangler with 130,000 miles on the odometer. Yeah, sort of fun to take for a spin once in a while, just for kicks, but the interior is pretty sparse, the seats aren't very comfortable and the driver or for the driver or the passenger, and you might leak some fluids unless you do a big maintenance ritual right before you take it out. Personally, I could take it or leave it, but I'm aware that some people just have a thing for Wranglers, so be it to each their own. If that's not the most poignant and brilliant answer... And it's spot on. It really is. It's, it's spot on. It's so well done. There's a comedian that talks about... The 1997 base level Jeep Wrangler in a way that is just so brilliant. Um, Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Because none of us really enjoy it. It's just the last thing that you're going to say no to. You know, like it's that last thing that we're holding on to. It is. It's like, that's why every guy wants it. You know, or so they say. I think that's fair. It's very fair. All right. Moving on. Mason, the first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, Ollie London. Are you familiar with that name? I am not. Ollie London, if I'm pronouncing it properly, is a K-pop-obsessed white influencer who has had 18 surgeries so that they, please recognize, the pronouns are they, them. They, them pronouns. They could identify as Korean. Ollie London is getting overwhelmed with death threats. Quoting Ali, this week has been insane. I've literally had thousands of death threats. People telling me to kill myself. People telling me to, they're going to come and find me and shoot me. Like really extreme stuff, said the newly named Jimin, J-I-M-I-N, Jimin, who uses they, them pronouns. 
went on to say, which is very scary. The British-born social media influencer said most of the attacks were from, you're going to get this one wrong, the extreme radical left. The extreme radical left. Okay. And I think that that's because, like we always talk about, that, that proverbial pendulum swinging so radically in each direction. So I think that the extreme radical left is saying, you're actually making this look really, really bad. The whole transgender thing. To which Ali responds, I do not equate this to being the same as transsexual. However, Ali is in fact transsexual. I feel like I was born in the wrong body. I should have been Jimin in a different life. And perhaps you were, but that's not this life. London insisted that they were not being racist, the people who were harassing them. And insisting the surgeries to their eyes was no different than what happens in many Asian countries. Go to Asia, go to Korea. One in five people have had eye surgery to look westernized, to have Caucasian features. It's totally normal there. I'm just doing the reverse. I'm going to go ahead and say that's not a real statistic. No, but you know what? Um, again, knowing a little bit about stupid, weird things, in Asia, it has been known tradition for women to wear full body. And when I say full body, I mean covering their faces to the point where they don't want to get a tan outside in the sun. Okay. Um, oh, so they're, they're lighter skinned? Whitening their skin. I mean, look at the geishas, right? So in traditional geishas, they wore powder on their face to look Western and white. White face. They're 100%. Racist. There is a weird thing in the Asian We're gonna, culture. From now on, the geishas are going to be called geishists. Geishas. I like it. Uh, there is a weird thing in the Asian culture about whitewashing women. Okay. Uh, women women are told that white is beautiful, um, and it's you know it's a thing in Asia. So I understand. I'm, I have so many questions here, though. Well, for starters, who doesn't think tan women are more beautiful? Let's start there. Asians? I guess. I guess. Like, traditionally? Yeah. I, I, have you ever seen one of these, by the way? One of these? The full face bathing suits? No, I have many you, pictures of If you Ollie were to go London, on, the go- on, on the Google, if you were to go on the Google, yeah, and typed in full face bathing suit, I guarantee you, you will find an Asian woman on a beach wearing a full face bathing suit. Or Asian sun mask. Bob, possibly. Full face bathing suit. Asian. Well, you would have put Asian. It would have just automatically said there's only... No, you're just going to find bathing suits with face on it. There how are. About, how there about are. search Asian face mask? Asian Asian sun mask. Nope, here we go. That's, yeah, look at this. Wow. Look at You are looking <laughs> at women with full... And these are... They look like uh, the aliens in every movie ever made about aliens. Also, bank robbers in every movie they ever are made wearing, about Yes, bank they're robbers. wearing a full... Um, Can we talk very about... Very similar to... I can't think of what it's called, but the bank robber-esque... The ski mask. Ski mask. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can also just put your face on a one-piece bikini. So, like... Oh, so Michael's saying it's not just Asian cultures. Most cultures of color, color have an element of this. Yeah, so um, I, Michael and I have talked uh, in the Mexican culture. They obviously have tan skin. Um, the lighter the tan skin, the better socially. The darker it is, the less acceptable it is. Really? Yeah. Which again, I don't, I don't like. Get it. 
get that sunlight, get that dark tone going. You look better dark. I, I, you know, I guess that's just opinion. It's, I mean, this in this room, it has to be. You, you're dating Miss Elizabeth is is his yeah, I, My wife, she is, too is Portuguese. My wife is Chilean. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely an opinion. Um, but um, I'm pretty sure Michael's on our side. He married a Mexican I would, woman. I would say Michael's on our side. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to agree with that. Higher on the social status, the lighter you're, the light, you're saying, you're saying the lighter the skin, the higher the social status. Don't get me wrong. There are exceptions to this rule. Well, it's like all... Amanda Seyfried. She's like milk. She and sure I would is. drink the shit out of her. Uh-huh. Yeah. The who is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's the other one. The mousy, the mousy one. I can't think of her name. She was a teacher in Glee for a little while. She had OC day. Uh, was she, does she play the ukulele and a bunch of stuff? No, but I know who you're talking about. That's She's one super half hot. of uh, Garfunkel and Oats. Oh my God. Garfunkel and, and Oats I would is put hilarious. Milk in that oats. Yes. You know yeah. I'd like to get funky with her oats. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on from this topic. <laughs> However. Wait. Uh, Ollie Lundy. London. Born male, born female? Born male. Okay. Now, transgendered and transracialized. Uh, is this going to be a thing where you're trans... Transracial... Uh, here's the thing. When the transgender thing got hot... Remember we made this joke, like, what's next, trans, transracial? But so, so, but this, is, this isn't the first case that we've seen of this. There was a white woman in, I think, Atlanta that went through yeah. severe body changing to look like an African-American woman. Yeah, yeah. A very no, now mind you, a very stereotypical, borderline racist African American woman. What I don't like is that this Ollie, <laughs> Ollie London, um, like, is this now somebody that we'll read about in history books? Like, ah, the the original trans racist. No, because again, I don't know if it was uh, the original. I would call the woman in, in in Georgia that transitioned to a black lady. At some point, we have to stop. Because why, why are we not having trans species? Why are we not having Dude, like, can, I, can I can I convert into trans, a bear? trans organisms? Like why can I not be a fucking I want to, I want to identify as a potted flower so I don't have to work. Like I just want to sit there and be comfortable. I am going Put to the get sun on me. Hair transplants all over my body. Yeah, yeah. I already have the body shape for a panda bear. Okay. All right. I like it. I'm sure I could get into a vegetarian diet of mostly leaves. I actually think trans panda has a great ring to it. Trans panda. Okay. I like it. Moving on. Mason, are you familiar with what happened with Bill Cosby? Yeah, he drugged a bunch of women, and then he went to jail for it. Allegedly. And then, allegedly... No, it's not alleged. He was convicted. Yeah, he actually said, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I gave women... I think, it, quote, to quote him, yeah, I gave women quaaludes when I wanted to have sex with them. Yeah. Uh, first off, two points here. One, who hasn't? I'm kidding. Uh, he just wanted to give him a wooden pop, you know? Because <laughs> color... Two, um, so here's what happened behind the scenes that none of us knew about. An ADA, an assistant, an assistant district attorney. There's a oh, hold on. There's there's something live. Michael and, said, "I want to be a trans wealthy person." Nice. Trans rich is what, what we're you mean. Gonna I can't afford that. this. I identify as somebody who can. I identify as a billionaire. <laughs> now you give me my hovercraft. <laughs> that check didn't bounce. It trans cleared. <laughs> trans cleared. <laughs> Give me my fucking trans money. That is a trans comma in my bank account. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, so Bill Cosby and an assistant district attorney, uh, there's the civil suit going on, right, where this woman is suing Bill Cosby. There is a criminal suit pending. This is all before now, obviously. I'm speaking in the past. Um, so the assistant district attorney says, hey, listen, 
I'll make a deal with you. If you just come out and give me the information I need so that we don't have to do our job, right? We don't, we don't have to do any research. I hated homework in middle school. I hated homework in high school. Billy, help me out. I used to watch your show. I gave you ratings. Just tell me what I want to hear. And I will make sure that you don't face criminal prosecution for the things that you say. So Bill Cosby does so. He helps in the civil, civil suit. He cooperates, okay? Criminally, he's only facing one criminal charge or one group of criminal charges. While there are all of these accusers who say that he did these things, there's one criminal trial that's going to take place about one woman. They line up the other people for a thing that's called, and we've talked about this on the show, consistency of accusation. So the person who's accusing you is now your criminal charge. Bill Cosby faces three to ten years because of the criminal charges he was convicted of. But in order to get that to happen, they brought in all of these other accusers and they told the same story. That's consistency of accusation. Listen, we know it's true without any evidence because a hundred people said you did it. Okay, got it. So that's how consistency of accusation works. So we're two years into Bill Cosby's stint, his three to ten year stint, for the one case, right? And it comes out that we have violated Bill Cosby's rights. Bill Cosby made a deal. The the ADA said, we will not prosecute you criminally. We will not use any of the information that you give us. You're providing us information for this civil trial. And then they took that information, they used it in the criminal trial, and they put him in jail with it. So, everybody's up at arms. Be- Oop, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <coughs> oh, I tried to try. I couldn't hit the mute button on time. Oh. Patrick didn't even try to hit the mute I didn't button. I not think of it. Oh, my God. So, Bill Cosby is out, and permanently. He will never reface a trial for any of the criminal stuff. And now, you have to count all those other women, because they were in it for the consistency of accusation. So, he's not going to be retried on anything previously related to sexual assault, or roofies, or jamming jello into people. Whatever he was putting... Yeah, it's quaaludes. Quaaludes. Yeah. So there you go. If you watch, have you ever seen the uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Quaaludes were the drug of choice of wealthy people in that time period. I'm with you. Know, you. the party drug kind of. So I guess the question is, has justice really been served here? If you're the victim of Bill Cosby, and there is no allegedly right, he's convicted. He's he actually gave the information that got him convicted. If you're the victim of Bill Cosby, has justice been served for you? And then. How far, if you're Bill Cosby, do you push this? You put me in jail for two years. You took two years of my life away for something that you promised me wouldn't happen. I trusted you as an enforcer of the law. So this is the American justice system at its finest, really, because literally everybody loses. The ADA looks like an idiot. Bill Cosby will never have a normal day of life again. If he's lucky, he'll live a normal day. But why should he? Well, Okay. His accusers have no justice whatsoever because two years in jail for being quaaluded and raped is not justice. So my in my my thought here is what? Why should the ADA have enough power to say, "Hey, listen, you're a terrible person, but as long as you don't fight me, you won't serve time for the heinous crime that you committed." Well, so that's actually where I wanted to go with this. It's this not like is... he was allegedly committed. This is the same argument that we have about the cops all the time because people say that I'm anti-police. And I'm not anti-police. I'm anti the amount of responsibility that we give to a police officer is outrageous. Too much. 
and we ask too much of them. So in the same respect, and that goes both ways. We also give them way too much power. There's all this leniency. There's all this interpretation for them. We need to be so much more black and white. And we talk about this with underage people being tried as adults. I'm against it because who makes the decision? Ultimately, who makes the decision? Is it the judge? Is it the ADA? Is it the public? Well, that's a, yeah. I mean, like you you work in retail, and I work in retail. You yeah. know, and those prices are set. So right, if you're in retail, all your prices are set. Correct. Now you get pulled over by a cop. If that cop's having a bad day, he could go. You went ten miles over the speed limit. Here's a five hundred dollar ticket. Yep. Or he could say, you know what? I'm gonna leave you off on a warning. Or he could say, he could actually change the speed that you're going. Hey, you were going seventy five which is, you know, reckless driving in a 55. So I'm going to knock it down to 69, giggity. Nice. And I'm going to give you a ticket for that. And you go, oh, thank you so much for doing me the favor. But really, you're thanking the police officer for breaking the law. Like, who gives you the right to do this? Well, that's the same thing. Who gives this ADA the right to say, hey, yeah, I know that you broke the law multiple times. You admitted to doing it. It's not no longer alleged. You're no longer being accused. You come out and said that, yeah, I gave women quaaludes if I wanted to have sex with them. Took advantage of them. Why should the ADA be like, you know what, the justice system, I get to make up the rules right now. I get to say, you play along with me, you don't go to jail, but you committed these crimes. You should still be serving time for that. Yeah, it really And it should be a set amount of time. Well, yeah, that too. This three to ten years, that's a big window. You're talking, we might give you three years, or we might give you more than three times that. No really way to tell other than, like, your your statement to the judge before your sentencing. Which, again, is stupid and judge, judges shouldn't face that responsibility. Uh, Carissa thinks that he should rot in jail and be someone else's pudding pop. <laughs> uh, gross. Very, that's not a snack pack I'm interested in. No doubt that uh, he should serve the time that he owes. Um, however, he should only serve that time. If the people who enforce the laws and the justice system can put him there. I mean, he has the same rights as everybody else. Unalienable rights. And he those were taken away from him. I realize that it's fucked up that I would defend Bill Cosby in this situation. But somebody has to be like the voice of logic. Because I, too, am emotional about it. And I, too, think that the victims deserve their fucking justice. But so does Bill Cosby. At the end of the day, he's still a human being. And if he was told one thing and something else happened, I mean, imagine on a different scale, you know, you're, you're driving down the road and again, you're going 75. So the cop puts you over and says, Hey man, if you agree that you're going 75 miles an hour, then I won't get you for reckless driving. I'll just write you a ticket. And you go, yeah, I was going 75. I'm really sorry. I wasn't paying attention. He goes, all right, gotcha. I give me your keys. I'm towing your car. You know, you're going to jail because you've now, you've, you've now admitted to reckless driving and you're like, son of a bitch. I could have fought that in court. I could have gone and gotten my my speedometer calibrated. You, you get your rights taken away as soon as you agree to anything. Yeah. So, one, Bill Cosby's lawyers are geniuses for even pulling this out of thin air the way that they clearly did. Well, yeah. Uh, but two, um, shame on everybody involved, except for the victims. Shame on everybody involved. Uh, lawyers, I get they have a job to do. Don't be a scumbag. Bill Cosby, I get that you wanted to have sex with him. Don't be a scumbag. ADA, I get that your job is really, really difficult and you would have had to do your homework, but don't be a scumbag. That's where I'm at. So what, at the end of all of this story, is there like a phrase or like something we can wrap it, you know, for Don Ralph, he likes segments. Is there any way you can wrap this up with maybe like a sentence that like, 
something about like how about not the being American a justice system once again has failed America. I just I mean I just set it up for you. You go for the spike and just love your neighbor. Every uh, episode, yeah, yeah you absolutely. Have love your neighbor. Love your neighbor <laughs> at too. Least three well, times. But hold on, Bill Cosby loved his neighbors a little too much. Well, no, because you don't lo- you don't quaalude someone you love unless they say, "Hey, man, you got a quaalude." That's true. And yeah. then and then you know, it'd be uh, great tonight is not remembering tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I could. Ooh, I really don't want to remember this night and then quaalude, but I don't think they even make those anymore. I'm sure they do. Um, so moving on. But first. Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. Hey, number niners. Did you see that we're up over 4,500 downloads across all platforms the show is on? Yeah, Tommy. I'm hoping that's going to translate into some serious advertising dollars so we can talk about new gadgets and gizmos like the Manscaped 2.0 and how it leaves your dude piston trimmed up, nice and ready for takeoff. Or the motoblower that doesn't just stroke you like ordinary masturbatory aids. It also creates legit suction and vibration. Whoa! What happened to your golden rule about ads, bro? You mean hashtag no free ads? Yeah, man. Number Niners, we appreciate all the love and support we get from you guys. For sure. But... But what help us even more is if you go to whatever platform you listen to the show on and give us a five-star rating. While you're there, the biggest thing you can do to support the show is to leave a review. It can be short long, funny, or completely unrelated. Wait, what? My understanding is that it's not what's in the review that counts. It's just that the reviews are getting done. So people can just go on and talk about Tom Cruise's legendary career in cinema and still help us? I mean, yeah, I suppose they could. What's great about it is that it's not a difficult thing to do. I mean, you could just leave a review for the show without even knowing where popcorn comes from. You know what, Pat? Fuck you. That's one. (laughs) Moving along quite nicely, Mason. That's me. There's a Connecticut state trooper accused mm. of a DUI. Yep. It's the latest to face charges. So, in Bethel, that's where this arrest took place. Okay, so that's the Southbury unit of the state police. Yeah, that actually, it might not be where the arrest took place. I think it took place in Waterbury, but the story's out of Bethel. Sure. A state police trooper arrested last week, which now is two weeks ago became the latest member of his agency to be charged with driving under the influence in recent years. Just to be clear, that would be the latest member, not the only, not the first. So, if I did not get a chance to fully read the story. That's okay, I've highlighted the important Fantastic. Because... Uh, As usual, we will not give a name to the accused. So, this officer, age 33, a trooper out of Troop A in Southbury, was accused of repeatedly ignoring a Bethel police officer's commands... When he was found struggling to keep his balance in the parking lot of a 7-Eleven near his home last Sunday, according to an incident report. The drunk officer, who was free after posting a $500 bond. It's because they decided that it was okay. Got him there. To give him a small bond. This guy bonded out of prison with the cash in his pocket. Is scheduled to be arraigned Monday in Superior Court in Danbury on charges of a DUI disobeying the signal of an officer, and interfering with an officer. So he has a DUI, disobeying an officer, Mm -hmm. and interfering with a police officer, and gets a $500 bond. For the record, black people get killed for this. I'm not being funny. Black people get killed for these three charges. The DUI, followed by disobeying the signal of an officer, and then interfering with an officer, is a possible way 
to get murdered for black people. Patrick. Yeah. I know we're not going to release the name of said officer in question. Did you happen to see what he looks like? I did. He's a black man. He sure is. Black officer. We'll get there. Okay, cool. Just just making sure that we are all aware. He is, in fact, this a black This gentleman man. is an African-American descent. Yep. Still alive and breathing in the state of Connecticut. All true. And if you don't know the criminal justice system, $500 bond, if you don't have $500 on you, and you call a bail bondsman, that's a $5 bail. 50 It's 10%. Yeah. Yeah, 50. It's a $50 bail. I like that you knew what the math was and just <laughs> sure didn't know how to do it. 10%. Five, yeah, a couple, zero. Mm, trans money. So, <laughs> just make a trans payment, you're out of there in no time. In 2019, state police arrested, uh, we'll say, a sergeant. This is a different story now. A sergeant, a member of the Western District Major Crime Squad. That sounds pretty important to me. After they say he drove through a stop sign and crashed into a car carrying a woman and her daughter. So this officer, the sergeant, almost killed two people. Yeah. I don't care how fast he was going. You crash into a car carrying a woman and a child, you almost killed him. Police say that that guy, the sergeant, who, uh, who like this guy that we're talking about, worked out of Troop A, coincidence. No, it's not. In Southbury, downed eight drinks at an Oxford brewery during a retirement party for another officer before getting behind the wheel. It's a solid brewery, by the way. Is it? Yeah, sure is. How do you know what brewery it is? It is. There's only one in Oxford. Okay, okay. So last March, police, state police said they arrested trooper in question, the sergeant, <laughs> uh, and a patrol officer out of troop, I'm going to say L, but it may be I, I don't know. It's weird because it's capitalized. No, I'm going to say I'm going to say I, Troop I, in Bethany, on a DUI charge after they found hmm, his cruiser pulled off of the side of the interstate and on or Interstate 84 in Waterbury. A 911 caller spotted the vehicle and reported the car has had its hazard lights on and the driver was either asleep or unresponsive. Ah, classic. Bethany. <laughs> Here's where it gets real juicy. Bethel police do not have body cameras, and a Hearst, Connecticut media request was denied for dash cam footage of the officer from two weeks ago's arrest. Bethel Police Lieutenant George Bryce said the dash cam footage is not releasable, citing an exemption in a state statute regarding public records. So, that exemption, let's do a little homework. The exemption allows law enforcement to withhold information or materials that any agency re uh, reasonably believes may prejudice a pending prosecution or prospective law enforcement action. So every piece of dash cam footage and every piece of body cam footage in the history of mankind falls under that exemption. The only time we see it is here that I know of. I mean, I'm sure we've seen it millions of times. The only time I've ever seen it is right here. In front of us when a cop gets arrested. Uh, and to Mason's point, a black cop who is kind of just safe from, you know, the... Well, he's definitely safe from the law. He's definitely safe from the possibility of a racist police officer. I mean, this guy's pretty well protected for drinking and driving. Yeah. According to an incident report of the arrest, he was off duty when he told an officer who obstructed him instructed him not to get behind the wheel to quote watch this before getting into his car and driving about a mile to his house traveling around 10 miles an hour and swerving 
So this guy is so hammered that in the mile from the place to his house, he was going 10 miles an hour and swerving. You can't even put yourself together for, well, let's see, if it's one mile away and you drive 35 miles an hour, it's not going to be a very far drive. Sure isn't. But he was driving 10 miles an hour. Yeah. So it should have been a six-minute drive. Six-minute drive. Yep. Couldn't put it together for Mm -hmm. that long. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... In his defense, the other cop said, no, no, don't, don't do it. Good for you, bro. Good for you. Way to to help your buddy out. Don't do it. No. no. You also could have called him an Uber. You could have taken his keys. You could have given him a ride. You could have called his wife. You could have done so many other things. Yeah, you think you could have him ride a mile? Yeah. Six minutes? Could you have afforded six minutes for the rest of this guy's life? You could have gone straight shoe leather express for a mile. That is correct. The police detained this guy. In his driveway and conducted a field sobriety test, the report said this guy repeatedly identified himself as a state trooper and told the arresting officer that he's, quote, hurting one of your own. So. Hurting one of your own. Here's the thing, man. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, but hurting one of your own, that's like a, don't, I shouldn't be in trouble because I am... On your side of the law. Correct. So, there are certain points where I go back and forth emotionally with this. One, like you said, this is a black man who's disobeying a police officer. There's immediately a threat there. And, for the record, I already know that Blue Justice is listening. Is like, this motherfucker. No Blue Justice. It's not just black men who are at risk of being murdered by police officers. Um, my point is, there's an elevated risk. Um... And this guy didn't face that elevated risk to the point where he was disobeying police officers and not only doing it, but excusing it. He was saying, Dude, I'm a cop too. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and he's doing exactly what cops hate when civilians do. Right. You yeah. know, making excuses, yeah, not, not yeah. listening. This is the epitome of, I know, I know officer Smith, epitome? so you have to let me go. Yeah, this is the epitome of that. Yeah. Do you know who my father is? Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you no. know where I'm... I, we grew up together, man. My college roommate was pen pals with an officer out in Atlanta. You got to let me off. Yeah, so, I've given at least three cops a reach around. You should let me off. Yeah, this guy is using the excuses that he has available to him to get out of paying for a crime that he's clearly committed. So here's where I go from sympathy to justice, right? At first, I'm like, man, his buddies really let him down. Should have helped him out. This guy was drinking and made a bad decision while he was drunk. Not even that he's a cop. Yeah, no. As a he's human a being, human it being. It sucks. His his friends were there. Like, in that environment, nobody should have left that party driving drunk. I could understand if you had a drink or two and then hung out with your friends for a few hours. I don't even know if this was a party. I think you're confusing the two stories. Uh, yeah, the one be. was a retirement party was the one that struck the woman and her child in the car. Well, this one was enough of a party for him to have at least one friend. Or a Friday night. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, a guy with a, a drinking bar. problem could have just gone to a bar. Could Even without a drinking problem. Rough day. Need to get a beer. Sure. But, so I feel bad. I'm like, people when they're drunk make decisions that they oftentimes don't remember. Or they often uh, didn't even have a concept that what they were doing was wrong. Until this guy's justifying his drinking by saying, no, 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 it's okay, I'm a cop. Well, then your cognitive thinking is clearly intact. You clearly have the social or the mental capacity to 
you know, mount an intelligent defense for yourself and say, hey, man, you're letting one of the same team down here. Mm -hmm. So, nope, you deserve exactly what's coming to you. You deserve way more than a $500 fucking bond. Uh, I, at that point, why not just let him off on personal recognizance? What's the 50 bucks mean to anybody? Patrick, did I ever tell you I got arrested once? No, what for? Failure to appear. <laughs> it was around Christmas time. I am driving from the Milford Mall to my house with my parents in Naugatuck. Yeah. I failed to use a blinker to turn right. Nice. Get pulled over. Get a ticket. Now, my memory serves. I used my blinker. Um, my blinker wasn't working, apparently. The light bulb had gone out. Mm -hmm. First I knew about it. Cop didn't say, hey, do you know your light blinker's out? You could clearly see the front of my car was still flashing. The back was not. Uh, gave me a ticket. I did fight it because in the state of Connecticut, the first warning you're allowed to fight and say, yeah, I got to fix. It's now it's working. Here's yeah, a video of it. Bulb. Here's a video of it working. Here's a receipt of the bulb, blah, blah, blah. And they throw it away. I had my dates mixed up. I showed up at the courthouse. It was President's Day. No court. Went home. Thought, man, someone made a mistake. Gave me the wrong date. Think nothing of it. A few months later, I'm sleeping at my house. One o'clock in the morning, knock at my door. Now, a week before that, someone broke in my car and stole a whole bunch of expensive stuff from me. Okay. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe they found something. Weird sure, way of sure. telling me at one o'clock in the morning. No, they did not find anybody. They did not find the guy that stole the stuff out of my car. They did, however, find me for a failure to appear. $3,000 bond. $3,000 bond because realistically... You made a mistake, and you had a light bulb failure. Yeah, which is a $150 ticket, by the way. That's what the ticket was for, $150. I fought it just for the principal. So really? $3,000 bond. Did somebody come bail you out at $300? Uh, my father did, yeah. Okay. Because you can't post your own bond. That you is correct. You can't post your own bail, rather. Um, yeah, man. So this is this is a perfect example. So what you did did not put anybody's life... At risk. Now, don't get me wrong. I suppose failing to signal could kill somebody, but there would have to be more than one uh, factor there. Like me not signaling will never kill anybody as long as I'm also paying attention or as long as they're paying attention. Me driving drunk could kill me or another person, no matter who's paying attention. Right. So uh, a much lesser crime. And you were held on a higher bond. Sure was. And, Mason, let me ask you, when they pulled you over, did you say, it, you're only hurting your own people here, bro? No, no, I said, uh, wow, sir, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that my light bulb was out back there. I will get that fixed immediately. Interesting. And he said, well, thank you, here's a ticket. Uh, and, you know what he could have done? He could have said, get it fixed whenever you can, man. Have a good day. But sure could have. we give him all the responsibility in the world, which is unfair to the officer, uh, he has to make the decision. Yeah, I treat all police officers with the utmost respect when talking to them, but also the rest of humanity. Yeah. I don't show them extra respect, but I'm also not an asshole to every single person I meet. So. That's valid. You know, it's like, it's just the human human nature kind of respect. I don't go above and beyond, like, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm, I should treat you like a human. I'm with you. As long as you treat me like a human, I'm going to treat you like a human. All right. We're moving on.
Tip Dizzy Whistle. I hope you're enjoying that we're breaking these stories down. We're segueing into the next one. Maybe Mason will put an ad read here. I don't know. I was I was actually thinking about putting it directly in the middle of your next sentence because that is... Because Tom's not here. We're just what? we're not gonna drop ad reads in the middle of what I'm saying. Uh, don't no, go. I'm kidding. That was, that was just me stopping. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was just like that? Just like set and then I just ad read uh Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me! Hey there, number niners. The term video game addiction is defined as a compulsive or uncontrolled use of video games in a way that causes problems in other areas of a person's life. If you feel that you or someone you know is suffering from video game addiction, tell them to stay the fuck out of the chat on twitch.tv forward slash number nine gaming and twitch.tv forward slash number nine media where the bearded gamer and chunk dizzle are dropping bodies on all the best games like seven days to die or setting up heists on gta and claiming victories in warzone this channel is not suggested for gaming addicts children adults living heart liberals snowflakes vaxxers anti-vaxxers anyone pro-choice pro-life people supporting that any lives matter at all whatsoever blondes brunettes people with a history of heart conditions memory loss advanced delusionary schizophrenia with involuntary narcissistic rage erections lasting longer than four hours diarrhea severe allergies pet allergies crashes covid 69 or karen's <laughs> Sponsors, okay. sponsors, am I right? That's right? Those guys are cool. I like them. Whoever I like wrote that ad read is a fucking man, they brilliant are. man. I like them. Urine. <laughs> Urine for more streaming. It was, <laughs> was, that, was that the right ad read that you're talking it's about? It's in both of them. Oh, is it? Sure is. Okay. Yeah. It's not in the newest ones with the uh, like the, the bearded gamer. Sure and... is. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe that one no, isn't. It might have been the, the other one. The end of the thing has the long list of things, the side effects. Yeah, the side effects. Oh, yeah. Those side effects? 100% true. It was good, right? Yeah, you don't, you can't, shouldn't watch that if you're addicted to gaming. Vaxxers, anti-vaxxers. Trans racists. Trans racists. You're getting added to the list. I'm getting added to the list. Don't, don't you come onto our chat. Don't be a tracist over here. <laughs> don't be a Tracy or a tracist. I don't like people named Tracy now. All right. I'm a tracist. Dip Dizzy Wizzle. This story will make you happy, A, because it's in segmented form, but also B, Boobies. Dip Tasty Whistle. Boobies. I don't know the story. Victoria's Secret. Oh, boobies. Former Victoria's Secret model Bridget Malcolm, 29 years old, ripped into the company after it jettisoned its traditional cast of angels and decided to hire seven diverse spokeswomen, including transgender and plus-size models. Malcolm ripped the company for its apparent capital capitulation. Jeez. It's not capitalization, which is what I was expecting. But I'm a man. What if I want to wear these underwears? Um, we're not there yet. We're still behind on that one. Malcolm ripped the company for its apparent capitulation to woke standards, snapping, your performative allyship is a joke. Too little, too late, Victoria's Secret. Malcolm attempted to put a small... 30A cup bra that she had worn back in 2016 then stated, I found my bra from the 2016 Victoria's Secret fashion show. It's a size 30A. I'm now a size 34B, which is a healthy size for me. I was rejected from the show in 2017 by former Victoria's Secret executive Ed Razik. He said my body did not look good enough. I wore a size 30B at that point. Look how big it was on me. 
this sadden the sadness behind my eyes from the 2016 show breaks my heart. So then there's some some filler story here about why Rezik jumped down and how he consistently, uh, it, you know, in the two years since Rezik stepped down from the brand, it has made numerous attempts to try and diversify its image amid plummeting sales. So here we go. Victoria's Secret's losing their ass. And now they're going to step up. But I, I'm concerned and confused. Because she was she was a size 32A. They made her wear a, a 30A. 30B. She was, she was originally... A 30A. A 30A. That they made her wear a 30B, and it was too big on her. No, no, no. The next year, she wanted to be on the runway again, and it was a 30B. And they said, absolutely not. You're too big. A 30B? Yep. Too big? Too big. You met my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I said that quietly enough where it just came through. Uh, your wife... Um, I don't think Victoria's Secret's going to be knocking. The poor... Because they, poor, don't, sell, they don't sell a bra that size. The doctor that is going to have to work on your wife's lower back in the future better be well-trained. Yeah. It, it, How much pain and suffering do you think carrying two watermelons will cause over the long haul? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming at some point in her life she's going to have to make a decision whether she wants a new back or a new chest. Valid. Yeah. Absolutely valid. Either way, I'm going to blow it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, terrible. So, the New York Times. Oh, she's... 40J. 40J. 40 40J. There's a J? Yeah. Victoria's Secret doesn't make that. There is an ad on most podcasts. Oh, we don't we don't have them. Yeah. Like companies. Um, but it's an ad for... Literally, they say, we make a bra for everyone. Yeah. She went on that website and they're like, nah, son. Miss uh, <laughs> Elizabeth gets her bras there and they're fucking wonderful. They yeah. really are. They told Carissa, Miss Elizabeth is too skinny and her boobs are too big. So like the, the number to letter ratio doesn't it's always work. always crazy. Yeah. Also, I'm so upset by this as a fat man, this whole story. I never wore Hollister pants. Couldn't be a cool kid going to like Abercrombie and Finch's. Because they don't make a 36, 32. For the record, it's a Fitch. Fitch. Abercrombie and Fitch. No, it's Abercrombie and Birds. They're Finches. No, nope, it's not that. I've told this fact on the podcast before. Do you know where Abercrombie started? Not not locally. What Like what it started as. Birdhouses? For it Finches? Was the premier pick of croquet equipment for the Marx Brothers. They all used Abercrombie and Fitch croquet equipment. They'll like, talk about it in their book. Karl Marx? No, like Groucho Marx. Oh, okay. Harpo Marx, Zeppo Marx, Gummo Marx, Chico Marx. Can we remake? Can we remake a car like a Marx Brothers classic with Karl Marx in there, like somewhere? Like it's Harpo and Karl? I don't think it would play out well. I don't know how well it would go. Um back to our story. The New York Times revealed that Victoria's Secret would feature a new campaign. The Victoria's Secret Collective that will feature women famous for their achievements, not their proportions, including soccer star Megan Rapino, as well as Eileen Gu. That's real. Mm. Hold on. Let me explain who Eileen Gu is. She is a Chinese-American freestyle skier and soon-to-be Olympian. But an awful last name. The 29... 29-year-old biracial model and inclusivity actress uh, advocate Paloma Esler 
who has the rare size 14 woman on the cover of Vogue, and Priyanka Chapora Jones, a 38-year-old Indian actor and tech advisor. Mason, do you have any issue with any of these people so far? Before hearing the story? I know the story, so I'm going to say... No, yeah, no. On, on its face. So no, far. on okay. its face, I do not have an issue with any of these women except for one. Okay. Victoria's Secret's chief executive, Martin Waters, stated, When the world was changing, we were too slow to respond. We needed to stop being about what men want and to be about what women want. I've known that we needed to change this brand for a long time. We just haven't had control of the company to be able to do it. Now, that's in reference to this other guy, uh, this Razek stepping down. Right now, I don't see it as being culturally relevant. So he's saying, here we are, Victoria's Secret. We knew this was a problem. Now that the guy stepped down, we can do something about it. First things first. You didn't know it was a fucking problem. You're losing money. That's why you're doing this. Second thing. Mason, Eileen Goo, you ready? I will go back to that quote. When the world was changing, we were too slow to respond. We needed to stop being about what men want and start being about what women want. They, they, were, slow, they were slow to start because they had to find their clothes. They were in their underwears. That's correct. They were in their underwears. That's why they were late to They're the losing their ass not because of this stuff, though. There, there's You could buy everything online. There's MeUndies. There's... So this, this list of women... Right. There's the 29-year-old, the 18, the the 38-year-old, the size 14, the soccer star, the Chinese-American freestyle skier. Yeah, the size 14, that no Ashley Graham, huh? That's like the the most gorgeous plus-size model I've ever seen in my life. I don't know who that is. After this, I'll show. Okay. So here's the thing, Eileen Gu. This answer to what women want. She's 17. Gross. There is a 17-year-old frontman. For Victoria's Secret. Don't say 17 in front, please. They, they only Don't, get mm, 17 in front. Frontman. The other's frontman. Just, it seems weird. Okay. I, I feel like he just even talking about Victoria's Secret's Andy, 17-year-old. Yeah. This is their answer to what women want. Women want, apparently, underage women to model underwear for some reason. I mean... What did I miss in this? Uh, She's 17 years old. Yeah, that's... That's not good. Good for you, Victoria's Secret. You know what? Hats off to you. You were late to the party. Hey. So now <laughs> you can join all the horrific people who are sleeping with underage women. Yeah. The real secret? She's not legal. Yeah. The secret <laughs> is Eileen Goose fucking age. Hey, <laughs> hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> we don't talk about you, Eileen? 17. 18, you say? <laughs> Excellent. Get in this underwear. This is a 17-year-old girl modeling underwear. Uh, at least she doesn't have to wear the wings, you know? Because <laughs> she's only been wearing wings for like five years. That's true. Uh, <laughs> all right. While we're at it, Miss Megan Rapino. Miss Megan Rapino, who is the voice of equal pay for women's soccer. She is at the forefront of the LGBTQ. She is at the forefront of equality on every motherfucking viable surface. Equality's important, Patrick. Everywhere across the board, she's active on social media. She kneels for the flag and just protest of people being treated based on the way they look. I'm so I'm so okay with equality. I like it. Until May nineteenth, two thousand eleven, when Megan Rapino tweeted to let's see, please tell me it's not something terrible. 
a wake professional. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a different woke professional football player. That's soccer for the record. It's not professional football. Uh, she said, "You look Asian with those closed eyes." Whoa, whoa, Megan Rapino. Well, you know what though? In in her defense, equality means you can make fun of anybody. I don't think that's how it works. No, nope. Mm. Uh, in does she look super Asian with those closed eyes? Um, I don't know. I don't know who that. It's Tasha underscore K I A zero zero. Is that not the picture down there? I don't know. I think that's a more. Think, uh, yeah, uh, that's could be. the one. That's looks, the picture. Looks pretty Asian. I'll does she look that. Asian? Is she Asian? She is she ethnic at all? She's she scored a goal against the Australians. Nope, she's in the U.S. Women's National Team. That doesn't mean she's not. Has, there's there, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. It says uh, she was mocking the Asian race by writing "You look Asian" with those closed eyes. Um, I mean, that's super racist. You know who it sounds like? Uh, is every other person that they're canceling in cancel culture? Right. So, Jimmy Fallon gets canceled for doing blackface Mm -hmm. in what he thought was just trying to be funny. He was doing a sketch on SNL. There are black members on that cast. They obviously gave it the okay. He did it. And 30 years later, we're upset with him. But you, just a mere 10 years ago, made a very similar offense. See, everybody makes these offenses. Everybody is in this... Dave Chappelle is on the forefront of this whole movement as well, is he not? He's said some things about canceling people about being something, but it's okay for him to put powder on his face, a a blonde wig, and and do a stereotypical white voice, Dave, and on his TV show, yet no one's talking about it. No one's talking about white face. No one's talking about white chicks. you got the Waynes brothers dressing up like white women. Yeah. How are the trans people and the white people not upset about this? And I, the people, I'm, I'm part of one of those groups. Um, well, here's the thing. Exactly. Megan Rapino has recently, because remember that spa shooting where everybody said it was about Asian hate when mm-hmm. the kid openly said that it was about a sex addiction and everybody ignored the shooter that lived when all we've wanted to hear from is a shooter that lives through the shooting so we can hear why. And he gave us the reason and everybody ignored it. That's right. Around that time, Megan Rapino united against Asian hate and has encouraged people to refrain from using the same language she used in this joke. So, did she bring should... up that she made that joke? I doubt it. Did she like, hey, don't I made this I mistake? I doubt that she was like back in 2011. I made a super uh, offensive Asian joke. Here's the thing: it's not offensive. I'm not bothered by it at all. Anybody who is bothered by it is probably just a little too uptight. I'm... That also goes for. Uh, any joke that's made in the interest of being funny about any topic in the history of ever, I, it's if it's meant to be funny, it's not offensive. No, no jokes can be considered. I mean, very simple though. Now, if only there were a way. This was the the Twitter. If somebody posts something that makes you uncomfortable on Twitter, I fully encourage you to write to uh, Twitter and maybe to Facebook. They got a lot of links and social media. Shoot a message to Microsoft, uh, maybe Amazon, and ask them if there's a way to remove that person from your Twitter so you don't see their future tweets. There is. Hold on. 
You're saying I don't have to reach out to all these no, no. multi-million billionaire platforms to find an answer? No, there's a block button. You could just say, hey, I'm not interested in this. Thank you, you for just, not showing me this You anymore. can just remove that personal from sure, your personal sure can. palette. Absolutely. Interesting. So instead of whining uh, like the whiny little teeny tiny toddler babies that you are, how about you just do the mature thing and uh, don't associate with that person? This goes way back to, like, kindergarten. Like, you know, if, if somebody's being mean, like, just don't be around them. That seems pretty fair in this situation. I honestly, at the core of my being, don't believe that any of this is because of someone's beliefs. No. I, I believe this people want show. to be seen and heard because they need attention. Oh, yeah. This is 100%. What is that term that everybody keeps saying? I can't. I honestly can't think of it. It's like, like moral flossing like you know what i'm saying like it's literally like like i'm just showing you that i have morals i need you to oh like they're flexing their morals yeah they're like i'm so woke i agree i think that the entire <laughs> i think that the entire woke movement is me turning to you and saying i'm woker than you let me show you how i will get johnny depp canceled for getting his ass kicked for allegations that amber heard made but i will pay no attention to the real issue at hand which was amber amber heard's abhorrent behavior because she's a woman and she can't possibly be in the wrong. That doesn't fit my goal of being no, more woke than you. I mean, you're talking about equality while literally reading a story from a website called Her Soccer Hub or Her Football Hub. Yep. That's not an hub. equal it's not an equal nope, uh, website. This is, this is, this is a, probably leans towards the women. Leans towards a female. Now, and there is this video, and I might bring it with me on Wednesday. Okay. I might send it in on Wednesday of a feminist. There is this feminist woman on camera screaming about equality and then saying, we want it all. Not equality. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They uh, want more than equality. Tom and I played that on the show. Did you play it on the show? It's, it's at a protest, and they're they're like Shh. two sets faced up against each other. Maybe, but yeah. she's literally she screaming. Says, she says, "Yeah," she says. The guy says, "She she's screaming in his face very obnoxiously that she wants equality," and he and he's says, like, "Yeah, yeah, it's so do I." Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a is it a white guy or a black guy? I don't know. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a guy. And he says, well, you tell me what equality is to you. Like, what do you want? And then she's, we want everything! And just yeah. screaming yeah. like an idiot. You realize you just solved all of this issue five seconds ago without even realizing it? Because I said, was it a white guy or a black guy? Yeah, it was a guy. It was a guy. Yeah, it was a guy. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, is it, was it a guy or a girl? It still doesn't matter. No. Nope. It, it's, like, so simple, but no one can figure it out. Now, I know that you had missed a couple of podcast episodes, or at least on the live stream. Did you hear the Critical Race Theory? Yeah, episode? so I, I might not be on a live stream every once in a while. I always listen. But if did, it's the next day. It takes me a long time, because it takes me a long time. How because... amazing did you feel about the fact that race is a social concept? Uh, did you know what I'm talking about? But it is. It is. It's 100% a social concept. And like as I explore that just internally more... You know, like, black people are born in a place where the sun is heavier, so their skin is darker, and builds up a tolerance to the sun mm -hmm. to protect their skin from being damaged by the sun, mm -hmm. and white people are not, because they weren't in such danger. And yeah. Do you know why Asians have s s thinner eyes? No, this is actually, I said, I bet there's some kind of, uh, I bet there's some kind of, uh, 
geographical explanation to why Asians have flat faces and squinted eyes. I don't know about the flat face thing. Okay. They are. They, they generally are. Um, when you're talking about the squinted eyes, it's more of the Inuit people of the north. Yeah. Uh, because of this reflection of the sun on the snow and the reflection of the sun on the water around, I don't know, an island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, Asia. Sure. Pretty much all on the water. It's the reflection. You you know how when you're in the sun, you're like... Yeah, absolutely. You make your eyes smaller so, so you can saying see? Is if, if we created... If, if we went back a million years and we put sunglasses all over the land... We'd all be Asians would not have squinted eyes. Correct. Interesting. I didn't know that. See? That's a fact for you guys today on the number nine, with Tommy, number nine with Mason podcast. Westerners with their round eyes, when visiting places of such uh, like such areas, such you know the north and the snow, they or, just squint right into place. No, they actually didn't have the to make sunglasses. They couldn't make the tinted lenses like we have now. Okay. So what they made were these wooden glasses that you would wear that only had slits to look out of. Very oh, similar so it to you up and down. it made you have the generally Asian style thinner eyes. That makes sense. Um, I was born on a very sunny day. <laughs> That's, That's a classic joke. The last one I got for you, Mason. This is, I guess, Olympic trial time. I'm not really sure what Olympic thing is going on right now. There's, it's the trials. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on with them. U.S. Olympian Gwen Berry felt that the playing of the national anthem at the Olympic track and fields trials on Saturday was disrespectful to her. Multiple GOP lawmakers and military veterans have since called for her to be removed from the Olympic team, citing that the sole purpose of the Olympic athlete is to represent their country under their flag. Where you at? I'm in the same place I was at with the football. Super disrespectful, but also the whole fact that she can do that. The whole fact that she can just ignore the national anthem, put it down over her head, and pretend like she doesn't hear it, or, you know, be disrespectful to the national anthem. It's the whole reason I love this country. She has the freedom to do so without being strung up in the streets, literally. She's being strung up in the media right now. She yep. deserves that. But she is not getting murdered for her blatant disrespect to our country. If you were in any other country, she would not be so lucky. Okay. I will say, I know we go back to this all the time. I think the first episode of the podcast was literally about Colin Kaepernick and this kneeling at the flag. Uh, I have evolved in my thinking on that one. I do think that there are several bylaws written about the flag somewhere in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights or somewhere and they go as far as to say, don't wear the flag. Don't, you know, put the flag in a window. Don't do all of these things with the flag. Nothing says don't kneel during the national anthem. So I don't think it was disrespectful for Colin Kaepernick to choose that for him. Do I think it has a place in professional football? No. But he's at that point, you're a celebrity. And if you feel so passionately about something that you want to make a statement, he fucking did it. You know, like, yeah, like, yeah, whether no, you agree yeah, yeah. or not, he fucking made ripples. Um, so kudos to him for finding a way that textbook-wise is not offensive and created so much debate that everybody paid attention. Right. Do I think that he should have gone out, you know, the next week and worn uh, 
whatever they, what were they pigs with badges or whatever socks that he wore yeah i i was something yeah they were yeah whatever stupid. i believe they were pigs with badges yes yeah okay so that's that's overboard i don't think he should have done that but on this one i'm with them um the purpose of going to the olympics is to represent your country mm-hmm. the way that we identify the american athlete in the olympics is the stars and stripes it's the red white and blue it's everything that you're there for. I can't remember. What did she cover herself with? I have no clue. Mm. Um, the the symbolism is the life, liberty, justice for all. The, the idea is the freedom of speech. We encompass all of those things by waving the flag. So, yes, this person, this Gwen Berry, has the right to free speech and has the right to their own opinion and can do whatever they think is right uh verbally but i don't think that someone who is speaking out against america under their very deserved right uh should represent the country no and and you said the life liberty life liberty pursuit of happiness yeah she's doing that right so she is is doing what she loves uh i assume she enjoys running i don't obviously look at me Maybe she doesn't enjoy it. Maybe she enjoys winning, though. Was she a runner? Was she, was she a runner? I can't remember if she was a runner. I'm thinking of um, the, the lady that smoked the pots uh, was the runner. Um, Let me ask you, and this is a dead-ass serious question. I saw that. I didn't read into it. Sure. Is that a biological woman? No. Okay. Male, the, male, to, male to female transition. The picture I saw, um, I was like, but that's, oh my god. But that's not the reason that she's in trouble right now. Okay. Uh, her, her drug test came back positive for marijuana. Right. So they suspended her. They're talking about not letting her compete in the Olympics. Well, uh, they tried to strip Michael Phelps of all of his gold medals. But they for... didn't. Well, there's probably more to that story. Like, um, when did he use the power? Oh, it was during. He was literally during. Okay. But, so, well, that's a hammer thrower. Gwen Berry is a hammer thrower. Is there a picture of her covering her face? Uh, let's see. I would love to see what she covered her face with. Because... I hope it's something ironic, like the American flag. Uh, it's or like her, t-shirt. you know, her jacket that says Team USA on it. It's a black T-shirt that yeah. says "Activist Athlete." Ugh, ugh. She's a beat. Look at those thighs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she is a intimidating looking woman. Woman. Um, there are obviously she uh, placed third. So shout out to the other two women who came ahead of her. Yeah, they deserve it. They also stood there for the national anthem. Um, they yeah, stood there for the national anthem. It's really weird because she's facing the other direction. She's not kneeling, but she is like they're they're the other two who are in first. And she second. requested to not come out during the national anthem, huh. and she was told that the national anthem would not be playing when she came out. And the national anthem was playing because it plays automatically on certain time slots, and it just so <laughs> happens. It just so happens that she came out during that time, I believe. Uh, and she was felt so disrespected by hearing the national anthem of the country that she is representing. Huh. Now, if you don't like it, and I'm taking this one from Tom. Move. Yeah. Go hammer throw in any other country anywhere else. If you, if you. I understand that America is in a very rough patch right now. I have time. I have hard time. I am a proud American, and I have a hard time saying that sometimes. 
when you have men jumping on women in New York City and literally groping them in the middle of the streets with people walking past them and not doing anything. We as Americans can do better, but at the same time... What's your thought? Like, okay, what if the guy has a gun? Well, if he had a gun, he wouldn't have to jump on the woman and grope her up. Did you see this video? Just put a gun in her face. Did you see the video? Uh, I've seen several videos. This woman was just walking down the street in New York City, and a guy runs up from behind her, jumps on her back to the point where she falls on the ground, and then just starts going ham, just hand down the shirt. Interesting. People are walking by. People cross the street to go to the other side. You think, because that's, I mean, that's obviously such an outrageous act. I would Randy Orton hunt. This, I don't care. You, If you do that in public, you what are taking a huge what? risk of me, Randy Orton, punching you in the face. Because yeah, that is my first scenario? move. You punch somebody in the face and they get up and they're like, oh, we're no, no, just no, joking. Punch. And you're like, oh, sorry. He was on the ground. I'm doing the full shin bone to the side no, of my no, head. I get that. I get that. My, I'm retiring this man. My point is, if you're in the wrong and they're like, hey, why'd you kick my friend? You're just like, ah, sorry, man. Thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah, no. Keep it I 100% am hurting you. If that's if, if that's me, I will put myself in positions to protect people that cannot protect themselves. And this woman obviously could not protect herself because this man jumped on her from behind. It is interesting. Um, man, it sucks. Have you I, all these other things? The uh, shootings and like in the middle of the street. Like I got news for you guys who keep running up to each other and shooting each other. Everybody has a fucking camera phone. Stop uh, everything. Did you see a woman? Um, something like someone was breaking into her car. She poked her head out and got shot at. No. Yeah, they were in her driveway, breaking into her car. Yeah. And they shot at her. Mister, bad aim. My aim's not bad. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I don't know what I would do at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. am I returning fire? I don't know, because I'm not there. But it's crazy out there. Yeah, that's interesting. Did they shoot the house at least? Like, Oh, they hit the front door. Like, okay. yeah, they very closely, a very close door, but. Man. Um, that's fucked up. I I honestly don't feel comfortable lately leaving my house without something on me to protect myself and my family. Yeah, sunblock, I get you. Yeah, well, that too. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, Every time you leave your house, it seems like you're taking a chance. Well, well no doubt. Um, God, you other... put one of those things in your mouth, didn't you? Yeah. The other it's... side of that is um, the media... We'll focus on all the bad. I mean, so if you see this this shooting in the street, or if you see this woman getting shot at, at her house while somebody's routing a car in the driveway, you're seeing it because it's such an extraordinary event that it's newsworthy. So they put that on the news. What they don't do is say, by the way, the other 330 million Americans did not get shot at in their well, house. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely trying to scare America. It's a scare culture. Um, you know, there are... Have you seen this video? It's it's a couple of years old now, I think, of a off-duty African-American police officer down south where he walks into a gas station that's being robbed. Oh, no, I don't even think he was a police officer. I think he might have been a security guard that had a, like a concealed carry permit. Yeah. So he walks into this gas station being robbed at gunpoint. You know, the guy does a little show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, he, he draws. And he, you know, he's got him down barrel and mm-hmm. he's like, you know, put your gun down, call, tells the guy, call the cops. And the guy goes, chill, chill, chill. Mine's fake. And he goes, yeah, I don't care. Mine's not. And he turns, shoots at like the ground yeah. just to prove that it was real. Yeah. He's like, mine's not. You made this choice. That's awesome. Call the cops. 
Like, I don't care that yours is fake because you're taking that chance. The same like if you're jumping on your friend in the street and doing something like that, right. you are taking the chance of maybe there being a good person, a good Samaritan. This case, there wasn't. People right. were just walking away, walking around. I don't know if I can do it. I don't For know the if record, I can... the people who walked by this person, right, the, the people who did nothing about this public groping, are the same people who say that, you know, one bad cop um, right. is... All cops stop because that one cop? Well, yeah, the, the hundred cops that don't turn in the bad cop are all equally guilty. You're that person, just so you know. Oh, absolutely. If you say, you know, these cops should have held Chauvin, for example, accountable, mm. or should have stopped him, then you also should have stopped this thing from happening. Um, you don't need training to interject yourself into a public um, fiasco like that. If somebody's being groped in public, you don't need to be trained on how to take a perp down. Just get in the way. Yeah. He was obviously um, not a trained fighter. Right. Uh, because if he was, I don't think he'd be jumping on a woman's back. He'd probably not. Catching him by surprise. I agree. Dragging her to the ground and then groping her. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the earth, honestly, just, just, just not quality humans. And, uh, it's unfortunate how many bad ones die on a regular basis when the, or how many good ones die on a regular basis when we've got these guys still on the streets. That's right. Uh, to wrap this all up, uh, police officers have an extremely difficult job that nobody should have to do. This is why, um, maybe getting them some help in, you know, the ambulance, the mental health, and all these different departments would be useful. Um, at the same time, that's not give them an all pass to drink and drive. That's fucking stupid. Um, and apparently, I think we've learned from this story, uh, blue is definitely thicker than black. Did you not like that? No. What did you like about that? It seemed slightly racist. Why do you say that? <sighs> Blue is thicker than black. Yeah. I, was it because he was a black officer? Yeah. But why can't blue be thicker than red? Well, that's for damn sure. Like you're human, right? Inside you're red. Don't care about the outside shit. Like if you're green inside, I got a problem with you. I'm just saying. I have a problem with you if you're green inside. Come at me. Hit me in the comments. Green inside? Yeah, I'm not for you. I'm if you're red inside, I love you. This guy was comfortable enough to... Um, disobey police orders because he wears a badge. Do you think... Now, this guy's picture's out there. He's a state off police officer in this state. Oh, yeah. I... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a wise-ass. If this guy ever pulls me over... I don't think this guy's going back to work. He's going back to work. You think so? 100%. The other guy it's that going got to arrested be... in 2019 is still on administrative leave. Sure is. Uh, it's going to become a race issue. I don't know, man. I don't know, but that's just what I'm saying. He's going back to work. If nobody's dropping racist slurs during that uh, s stop... Do you think if, think the, uh, if the arresting officer was black, he wouldn't try to say, I'm just another black cop? I don't know about the arresting officer. It was a white cop. Was it? Yeah, and I saw the name, and I, I know the cop. Do you? Yeah. I know a lot of this Connecticut Police Department, <laughs> State Police. Uh, I know quite a Stop few of them. Stop getting pulled over for fucking failed lights. No, I used to manage a car wash. 
Oh yeah, that's a, true. A lot of them yeah. uh, like a clean car. We have a car wash in Southbury. We have a you know we have one in Middletown that where the headquarters is. We used to change uh, change oil for a lot of state troopers. Yeah, uh, I actually knew I know the cop that got arrested for a DUI. Okay, I do know him. Um, in passing, we're the same age. No, that's true. We grew up in the same area. We, I know him. Nice. Uh, that being said, even though I know him, do I think you should get a break? No. No, you put on a badge, you decide to go, this is your job, you are always on the clock. You, you are think, never off the clock in that job. Or do you think that police should be held to a different standard? Yes. I do too. All day. 100%. Military, police, firemen, teachers, uh, medical professionals. Everybody should be, I mean, I guess... Anybody every... who, if we put the care of other individuals in your hands... You should be held to a higher standard. For that record, for that point, if you were at a fucking daycare, you should be held to a higher standard of child care. Everybody, I think, in their own way is held to a different standard as everybody else anyways on an everyday basis. You know? The only things people should hold me to a higher standard for is judging food. Like, if I judge food and do a bad sure. job, you should be like, wait, bro, you're fat. Yeah. You gotta be better. Yeah. I mean, I we are, you've already called me the worst fat person you know, so I, I guess I shouldn't be one to judge food, but... Uh... The worst fat person. Yeah, you oh, you, yeah. you, you suck at being a fat um, person. I'm not good at being fat. Um, yeah, but no, I do believe they should be held to a higher standard. I also think you signed up for that job, which, by the way, I signed up to be a corrections officer. I almost signed up to be uh, a state police officer. I'm fat. I didn't get to that. That's not why. That's a good point. So, okay, so I have a buddy whose wife uh, banged a coworker. They both lost their jobs. Okay. If you bang... Uh, a co-worker and you're a correction officer. Do you think there should be greater punishment? Were you on the clock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're at work. Then yes, because you're I not agree. doing your job. Again, elevated risk means elevated punishment, right? With great reward comes... Or great with great whoa, power. Whoa. With great power becomes... Great reward having sex in a prison cell. We know what Mason's into. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, with great, with great power comes great responsibility. If you want to call Uncle Ben... Uh, and absolute power, absolute responsibility. I'm with you. So if you're going to sign up for a job, and you do sign up, it's not like you were put on a sorting hat like in Harry Potter, uh, you know and they were like, you're going to be a cop. You had to not only sign up for a job, you had to test for the job, you had to go to school for the job, you had to go to intensive training for the job. It's you were a... under the scope 24-7. You are always held responsible because you're a cop. It's a good point, and I actually, I always write myself off in this one. And say that I'm not in one of those fields. But you know what? I've been in customer service since I can remember. And I certainly am held to a higher standard in customer service. Sure. And take a ton of dumps directly onto my chest because I'm in customer service. And I <sighs> I hold myself to a much higher standard of how I treat people because I'm in customer I service. I am the same way. I have become kind of known as the bad news guy. Because I'm so used to taking just steamy piles on the chest. There you go. That... I'm okay with it at this point. That being said, if I see one of my customers, one of my good customers out in the world, yeah, I treat them with the same respect as if I were at work because that's how they know me. Yeah. I, I'm uh... like, oh, this asshole to one of my customers because I'm not on the job. No, because he's going to come into my job and go, this guy's an asshole to me because he was an asshole to me. Even if he was, even if I'm not at work, I don't have the shirt on, but I'm still, you're still one of my customers. I agree. I actually played horseshoes at my brother's wedding. Uh, a week ago, oh, with uh, with a customer, and uh, immediately recognized me. I immediately recognized him, but 
he's a really cool dude and not the type of dude who would ask me random questions about work when we're not in work. Mm. I do two things when I see a customer outside of work. One, I try to treat them with the utmost respect. But two, I try to avoid any sighting of me whatsoever. I'm a big fat man and I just try to hide. Like I'll, you know, like put Liz in front of me and just be like, stand there. How's that work? Well, she's very short and she's pretty skinny. Yeah. And she has massive boobs. So I just, I put my face so behind her. So not, boobs. yeah, I was going to say, not only is she not hiding you well, but possibly drawing more attention to, yeah, yeah. like, I guess her boob height, which would be your stomach height. Yep. So now people are not looking at you still. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. It's not a great tactic. Anyways, folks, we're an hour and 35 minutes deep. We're going to let you go. We're going to uh, work on some other stuff. Get ready for Wednesday's podcast. We'll talk to you, uh, I guess now will be tomorrow morning is Monday. So we'll see you with this show then. And we'll see you Thursday morning with Wednesday night's live show. And hopefully we have the chat going by then. So sorry. If you're looking for somebody to blame, his name is Mason Ford, the Bearded Gamer. I say good day.